Hello and welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast about movies we haven't seen. I'm one of your hosts, Trent. I'm here with my lovely wife, Betsy. I'm lovely. And you're also Betsy. It's true. Yes. Today, uh, we're done with our Halloween-style movies. We're done with that. It's November now. We're moving on. (laughs) Today, we're going to watch a brand new movie Uh that just came out in October, the 2021 version of Dune. Yes, indeedy. So, Betsy, this has been made... A couple of times in the past. Well, at least once. I don't think there's multiple versions, are there? There was a miniseries, apparently. I did not know that. That came out in 2000. I definitely missed that. Yeah. (laughs) So I know that Dune existed in the 1980s version, and I know bits and pieces about that, but my understanding is the movie is not great. Yeah. So David Lynch did the original Dune in 1984. Yes. Starring Kyle MacLachlan and... Sting! Other, other people. Oh, yeah, and Sting <laughs> was in that, sure. So the understanding, the, the consensus about that movie it was, was that it was not a very good ad- adaptation. Yes. For, from the original source material. Which is apparently, in the world of sci-fi novels, is a big deal. Sure. And I would say... The only other one that I can think of that, like like adaptation from a book series that was beloved, that kind of shit the bed, was the most recent one with uh, Idris Elba. What was that one that they were trying the to get? Dark Tower? Dark Tower, yeah. yeah. Like, everybody's been just howling for a Dark Tower uh, series of movies, and they made one, and it just bombed. Yeah. Because people hated it. Well, and look at how long it's been in between these adaptations. So you had sure. 1984, yeah. the original Dune film. Yeah. Another almost 20 years go by, and yeah. you get a series. Yeah, which, a miniseries which, with again, William Hurt, apparently. clearly wasn't very good or popular, because no. I didn't even know they did it. Right. And now it's been another 20 years for mm-hmm. this adaptation. Right. So this is a big flagship sort of movie mm-hmm. and i think they have put a lot of love and care into this based on the mistakes and missteps of the previous adaptation sure. you're, you're almost 40 years on now from the original adaptation and i don't know when the book came out but assume closer to 50 right right and people have been clamoring for it again it was like hey d- do us justice do this this book some justice mm-hmm. give us what we want because it is apparently a very good book and this version is supposed to be pretty good. I've heard yeah. a lot of people saying that this is a solid movie. The director, Denny Villeneuve, he did yeah. Arrival, which we both loved. Yeah. He's made a, a lot of other sci-fi, like modern mm-hmm. sci-fi movies that yeah. that seems to be becoming his niche. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of big name stars in this movie. There's a lot of people in this a movie. A lot of people in this movie. Uh, as far as the actual plot, it's in space. <laughs> yeah, it's like you could even call it a post-apocalyptic thing. I have like, no idea. It's humans on another planet. Is I know it? that much. Is it actually humans or is it humanoids? Oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I saw a meme about this and it was something to the effect of my dad married a witch and now I have anxiety. <laughs> and I like, don't understand that like, joke. Explain but Explain the movie badly. <laughs> I'm hoping it makes sense when we see this. So what do we got here? We got Timothy Chalamet, who is this big up and coming yep. actor that everybody has been 
trying to put up on a pedestal to say he is the second coming he's, of actors. He's this hot young actor. Yeah. And then you've got Zendaya. Zendaya. Or Zendaya. What is, what is it? I never remember. Every time I think I've got it right, I say it wrong. So apologies Whatever. to Zendaya, Zendaya. She's a Disney kid. She's who's grown a up to, Disney kid. Yeah, she's a Disney kid who has grown up into this like fashion icon. If mm-hmm. nothing else, she's a fashion icon. Yep. I know Jason Momoa is in this. Yep. Oscar Bat- Isaac. Yep, Oscar Isaac. Batista is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of anybody else. But there's a lot of names. Yep. The thing I always think of that has been pretty iconic in the way this looks is that little breathing apparatus they use because yeah. it's in the original movie too where mm-hmm. it's like this weird little nose plug thing that runs to their ear right i don't really know that's there's like weird little things i know about this movie but yeah. overall plot i have no idea i'm going into that, this a little bit blind that and sandworms are there sandworms there are in this sandworms too? Well, and that's part of the iconic stuff from the other uh, fiction is that there are big ass sandworms on this planet it's a desert planet, yeah. hence Dune, question mark? Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, otherwise, I got nothing, Trent. Anything I, else you've I, heard? I heard it's pretty good. All right. I, I've heard it's pretty good. It is a slog. It's, this is like two and a half hours long. I hope the pacing is okay. It's really going to upset me if I have to sit and I'm bored for an hour. <laughs> yeah, and again, I know nothing about the fiction other than what we've already said. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Betsy, let's... Uh, Let's go see Dune 2021. We'll be right back. Betsy, what did you think of Dune? I really liked this one. It's it, really cool, it's, isn't it? <laughs> it's dense. Like, this is not sci-fi for the faint of heart. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to be paying attention at the beginning. They mm-hmm. feed you a lot of information. Yeah. And like sci-fi, there's a lot of weird names mm-hmm. that you have to try to remember. But then our lead is called Paul, so I don't really know. <laughs> you know, it was written in the 60s, Betsy. Yeah, so I looked it up. The book was written in 1965, so it's actually really closer to 60 years that this move, this movie has been in the works, so to speak. Sure. Um, yeah, it looked really cool. Yeah. The effects, the scenery, mm-hmm. the lighting... The sound is really cool in this. The music is really cool in this. So I already have a short list of things I believe this will be nominated for come awards season. Right. And I would say the word that I would use to describe this is just, it's just cool. Yeah. It's epic. Yeah. This is a sci-fi epic. But it's very muted. Yes. They're not calling attention to, hey, look how cool this is. Like, look at this over here. No, it's just how it is. Mm -hmm. They don't try to make it seem more than what it is. Yeah. They're not. that makes sense. They're not. um, What's the word? They're not aggrandizing the environment. It's just. This is just the world. This is just the world. It's kind of fucked up. What I like, like one of the things that happens in the movie is that one of the pieces of equipment breaks. 
Yes. I like in the future when shit is busted. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's the year 10191 or yeah, something. 10,191. We're we more are, than 8,000 years in the future. And this, these are humans. So yeah. they, they use the word humans. Yep. So I was, I was mistaken. These mm -hmm. are humans, but we have expanded across the galaxies. Yeah. As it were. Right. And we have interstellar travel. We have, you know, people living on different planets. Yep. We have a different factions here and there. But we all have one emperor. Yeah. Which we don't actually meet. No. But I guess we'll get to that. But overall, I think, I mean, there's not a ton of acting acting. It's just a lot of... It, it's, it's subtle. It's very subtle acting. Quiet, just little conversations acted. here and here and there. Nothing big, big, big. No, I think the most emotion you get, there's the scene where he puts his hand in the box yeah. and he's trying to control himself. Right. Like, there's, there's kind of pushing some boundaries. Um, there's, like, the scene in the tent where he gets very emotional and his mother gets very emotional. Yeah, after but they otherwise, realize... Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, there's a lot of very stoic people in this movie. A lot of, like, long stares. Yes. <laughs> Into the sun and having visions and things mm -hmm. of that nature. Right. Uh, yeah. But I just... I did think this was really cool. And it... I had to ask you to pause it a couple times. Yeah, so, like, clarify to, this. We, let me understand. Make sure I have follow. A, we had to have a few, like, clarification conversations during the movie. So that so, I made sure I was understanding what I was watching. Right. And, and, like, it's... With anything as dense as this... Number one, I can see how this was difficult to really find a through line. To adapt, you mean? To adapt, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you got a lot of different factions. You got a lot of different groups here and you have to have pack history. a lot of history into it yeah, very quickly <laughs> right so that that was really what i i took out of it to, to begin with it's like we i i i have a hard time really getting into big big lore like this but i have to see it i have to then go back and try to find other references like the first time we watched game of thrones i had already seen the first like few episodes mm -hmm. of Game of Thrones. You had not seen any of it when we first started watching. Correct. It. it was it was I think maybe one or two seasons already in. So I had a little bit of a base knowledge because the person I was watching it with in the beginning had already read the books. Mm -hmm. So she actually gave me a little bit of insight into it. So I I had a a base of knowledge. You before. had a foundation. I had a foundation before I even went in, went into that. And Game of Thrones, there are a lot more factions oh, yeah. than, than this movie. Now, I have had nothing. I know nothing about this this fiction, this landscape, nothing. So, that all being said, I think I got it towards about the middle of the movie. After the attack happened on, yeah. on, the, on the sand planet, I got it. Yeah. So, them explaining... Who everybody is. You don't need a lot of details. That's the thing. No. Like, I don't even really remember half their names, but it's like, okay, oh, no, that no, guy's no. bad, that guy's good, yeah. this woman's playing you a bunch know of where, sides. You know where everybody's allegiances are to yeah. a point. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the most important thing. You don't need to know everybody's names. You don't need to know their entire backstory. No. And, of course, the thing we neglected to mention, because I didn't even know this until about a week ago, this is part one. Part one, guys. This is not the entire thing. So this is Dune part one, and they have greenlit Dune part two. 
two. Yeah. So there's at least going to be one more of these. Mm -hmm. But again, not having the context of the novel, I don't know how much ground we have covered. If yeah. this is going to be just two parts or if this is going to be three or mm -hmm. five, who the hell knows? Right. And from what I've read about the 84 movie, like David Lynch actually had planned on making like a three to four hour epic. Yeah. And the studio shut that down and he had to cut it to like just over two hours, mm -hmm. which the was, whole thing. Yeah. The, the entire thing. And I, the, the fans of the fiction, the fans of the book were so outraged by that, that they just said, you know what? No, this is just crap. You, you are not giving this, this book, this fiction it's due. Which is so fascinating because when this book came out in 1965, epics were all the rage yeah. in the 1960s if you sure. had just made dune into a movie in like 1967 right it would have been a five-hour fucking yeah. movie it would and have been longer than david lynch's version yeah, yeah yeah and and from my understanding of, of reading about this this property has been in the works as a film off and on through different hands and different studios and every single time that it, that it touched a studio they said this is unfilmable you can't do it it's too big, it's too expensive, we just don't have the means of actually doing it. But now, in 2021, we have CG. Yeah. We have all of this technology that, you know what, just go and find a desert somewhere, we can fill in the rest. Right, we'll build a couple of sets, we'll call it yeah. good. Green screens, everyone. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I can see why they greenlit this one, because of the way they're going to do it, and the, the, the vision of, of what's coming coming in part two and beyond. Because I imagine it's going to be more than two parts. It, like, this this movie seemed just, just exposition for me. Yeah, so it was a little bit slow at the beginning. Then the uh -huh. middle section, it just goes and goes and goes and goes yeah. and goes. And it's very exciting and moves right along at a uh -huh. clip. And then there's a little bit of a slog at the end. Mm -hmm. And then it's over. Right. And that's kind of the whole movie. So it's like, just when I was getting really invested, it was ending. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's intentional. Yes. It's totally intentional because they want you to come back for seconds. Oh, I'll be back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I want to see what happens in this movie now. I'm invested, I'm intrigued. Yeah. So now I understand the meme, of course, that I mentioned earlier. My dad married a witch and now I have anxiety. <laughs> he's like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> well, he's being pulled in like two or three different directions. Yeah. Like, so, so basically... We well let's just let's just talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so the the big plot. So there is a planet. It is a desert planet, and there is this thing called spice or spices yeah. that is basically a hallucinogenic property, but it also runs spaceships. Yeah. So it is the most valuable substance. It is in a the galaxy. very valuable resource yes. that everybody wants. Everybody wants it. So there is a group that comes in and basically takes over this planet to mm -hmm. mine and refine it. But there are also the locals, mm -hmm. the Freemen, who are like the planet dwellers who live out in the desert. And they've adapted to living in this environment. Yeah, this is their home planet. Yeah. And they, of course, like any good movie like this, they are the locals who don't want to be run they want their freedom 
Yeah. So yeah, Freeman stop is clearly fucking, stop fucking up our shit. Yes, Freeman is clearly here. a very lazy play on free man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the author got a little slack on using that term, but he also named our hero Paul and his mother Jessica. So what the fuck <laughs> do I know? Right. That was something that did kind of bother me. You know, you have all these epic like planet names and family names and then Duncan Idaho Duncan Idaho what the fuck kind of a name is Duncan Idaho it was so distracting to me like it's so cheesy maybe that sounded cool 60 years ago but his name is Idaho (laughs) we did get a uh, a hero uh not too much longer after this was was written uh by the name of Luke yeah, that's true. That's true. Did yeah. you get a lot of Star Wars vibes watching this? I did. I, I think, did. I think there was definitely some inspiration drawn from Dune. Now mm-hmm. that I know it predates Star Wars substantially, yep. Yep. I think there was probably some influence, whether intentional or not. Sure. There were things in this And movie. Dune was a big, big book back yes. in the day. Yes. It was very popular and... 25,000 pages. Sure. <laughs> and that's insane. Oh, my God. But yes, but, the, and Star Wars gets its inspiration from a whole lot of different places. I'm sure this was one of them. Yes, I think you know desert planet. There's mm-hmm. two moons. There's an emperor. There's an emperor and an empire, and there's and different there's, races and there's groups. There's a force of some kind. Here. Yes, there's magic in this. Yeah. So you've got the Duke, who's Oscar Isaac, mm-hmm. his wife Jessica. <laughs> Because in 10,000 whatever AD, we're still going to use the name Jessica and the name Paul. Basic white girl name. Basic white girl name, (laughs) Paul. (laughs) And then we find out that Jessica is from this like religious, but also mystical order. Yeah. And has magical powers that she is teaching her son. Right. And they use like the voice. So there's this like crazy thing they can do to command other to control beings. people basically yeah to command other beings into doing exactly what you want them to do mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't come natural to him because he's a half breed yeah. if you want to call it like that he is a half breed of this of her of her order and the duke who is human i guess yeah and i guess she's not he's just a boring ass duke i don't know <laughs> <laughs> kick-ass duke <laughs> Uh, yeah, and like when the priestess lady comes and tests him, she says something to the effect of, "Well, you humans." Yeah, implying that the ladies are not human, at least all the way. Well, she and she has some sort of control over her own destiny because the woman, when she leaves, is like, "We told you you could have daughters, and you right. insisted on having a son." Right. So like, she's like, "No, I could totally do it," but but we find out that. We're getting ahead of ourselves. So we're, yeah. we have this planet. Mm-hmm. This group has been on the planet for 80 years, and the emperor finally says, get off. Yeah. You, you're done. But it's made them incredibly wealthy, and they are butthurt about having to leave. Yeah. And then the emperor puts the duke's family mm-hmm. in charge of the planet as wardens of the planet. And that's kind of where we our, start. Our tradies. Our tradies. Our tradies are the family that we're following here. They are a long-existing family. They are very powerful. Kick-ass dukes. (laughs) Kick-ass dukes. They have wardenship over their water planet. It's referred to as an ocean planet, I think. Mm -hmm. Whatever they're doing there, he's doing a good job. So the emperor says, these other guys suck. We're going to bring you in, and you're going to 
help out. You're going to make peace between us, the spice miners, and the locals. Yeah. You're going to come in. You're going to have a meeting with one of their leaders. And you're going to make peace. You're going to keep on mining the spice and do it better than the last guys. Right. But it becomes quickly apparent that there's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. And the emperor seems set on destroying this family. Yeah. So he basically is setting them up for failure. Right. And behind the scenes is sending little minions around to send the Harkonnens like back to like start shit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of moving parts, intrigue. Um, you're not really sure exactly what's going on because you'll see the same character in different areas mm -hmm. saying, I'm here to test you. Also the same woman who's like the reverend mother of this lady's clan right. is like with with the bad guys saying, okay, you're going to go and fuck shit up. Yeah. So they're all sort of... It's, all, it's playing different sides. Yeah, arms of the yeah. emperor, who we don't know what his real deal is. They kind of say, oh, he was threatened by this family. Why? What the fuck were they doing? Right. <laughs> Which, again, this is this is all exposition here. Yeah. Like, we barely got any... This is all, like, the first hour of the movie. Yeah, like, the, the, the first hour is just setting everything up. You get the middle part, which is... The, the invasion the and fighting <laughs> and then the, the third act yeah. kind of sets up, okay, here's where our hero is going to go from now on. Yeah. So, yeah, it was kind of all over the place. I was very so confused to follow at the beginning. It, yeah. 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 It's, it's, a, it's a lot to digest. I think this movie bears a rewatch because then I would be able to just enjoy yeah. it. Uh, and yeah. I, and I think the only thing that we could have done to make it a little bit better and easier for us to follow is to turn on subtitles. Yeah. Like I was kind of like halfway through, I almost go went back and turn them on mm -hmm. just so I could hear and read exactly what they're saying. Yeah. And understand what, what, what's happening. We do not do that with a lot of movies. We hardly do it at all because we get distracted by it and we're not actually paying attention to what we're watching. We're just reading. Yeah. So it's one thing if you're watching a, a yeah. film in another language and you have to. Sure. I find it if I am reading English while I am listening to English, I, I get too distracted right. by the and, reading. And in this, there are like two or three different languages that they're speaking, yeah. so, including a weird sign language that they can do like down by their hips. Right. That was something <laughs> that was something I actually liked about the world building in this. So yeah. these are very, very well read, mm -hmm. educated people. Mm -hmm. And they speak many languages and they have like a sign language that they use mm -hmm. and there's magic and there's right. all these things going on. Yeah. So they're not just normal people. <laughs> it's 8,000 years in the future. I Correct. would hope so. Correct. Um, I don't know if that's just we're wealthy and have a lot of time on our hands to learn languages and stuff. Yeah. You don't see any like peasants or anything like that no. from their original planet. No. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, so we find out they're all going to relocate to this planet, but Paul, our hero, is having dreams and visions. Yeah. yeah. And he just keeps seeing stuff on the planet they're going to, and mm -hmm. there's, like, bad stuff that's going to happen. Yeah. And he thinks he needs to get there sooner, but he, of course, can't. His dad won't mm -hmm. let him. Right. And when they get there... Kind of nothing happens at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, shit's broken and it's hot here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and what I like about it is that the things they choose to explain, like the suits that they wear. Yes. The still suits is what yep. they call them. It 
the, the suit protects you. It cools you off. It takes in the sweat that you extrude from your body. It recycles it in the system, in the suit itself, and you can drink it from there to replenish whatever that you're losing through sweat. And you can just continue to have that cycle go on. Mm-hmm. And you would, she says, you're only going to lose a thimble worth of water throughout the entire day. Yeah. Of you doing this. And you will not survive in the desert without this. Right. Because this is straight up nasty, mm-hmm. high, high sun. Right. There's worms everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they kind of give you some more backstory. You know, there's desert. There's these sandworms out there and they're mm-hmm. massive. And they have like an educational video he's watching that's like, they can be 400 meters long. Right. They're huge. And you have to do this special like sand dance walk thing sure. to blend in. Because they are, tr- are attracted by rhythmic movement. Tremors. <clears throat> what? Uh-huh. What? Did yep. I say tremors? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, you must be mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> Germans are a lot smaller, Betsy. They are a lot smaller, and they're still pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we get to this planet. Nothing works. All the equipment is crap. And they realize that. They say, dude, guys, this all sucks. All this equipment sucks. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, you know what? It is the desert. All the yep. sand gets everywhere. Yep. <laughs> it gets everywhere and it ruins everything. And yeah, they have that sequence where there's a, a piece of machinery that's out there harvesting mm-hmm. the spices. Yeah, and they're going to be out there. And, and the Duke says, hey, I want to go and check it out. Check it out yeah. because I want to see what I'm doing here. Yeah. I so, need to understand so, this process. So they get in their their dragonfly ship. Those were cool. Which was cool as hell. Yeah, so they're like helicopters, but they have four blades that flap. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine a dragonfly. Right. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, so and, they go out there, they witness it doing the harvest, and they also have these bots that are out there looking for sandworms mm-hmm. because... Reconnaissance bots. Right. So they're as the, the harvester is going, it's... Um, making vibrations that attract sandworms. And as things happen and the sandworms are spotted, there are basically rescue crews to come and extract the harvester along with all the spites that it's bringing up. Mm -hmm. So while they're out there, one of the, one of the people in the thing says, Hey, isn't that a sandworm out there? Yes. Yes, that is. Okay. Let's bring in the extractor Mm -hmm. and the extractor. One of the arms on it, breaks and they cannot lift this thing and they out. can't lift it out with one of the things that are broken so they go on this rescue thing and it's really it's there's not really a lot that happens there it yeah it, it's just giving you more like setting the danger yeah like letting you understand this is how big this worm is and you really need to not fuck around right. so like they the duke says we're gonna get all 21 people off of that thing yeah. we're gonna load seven guys on mm-hmm. each of our choppers and they don't even do that. Like the guys on the harvester actually say, no, we can't abandon this equipment. Our job is to stay here and die. Right. And he says, oh, fuck that. Right. Get them off. Right. And w- which is a different thing than yeah. what those planet dwellers are used to. Mm-hmm. Like all the other guys, all they care about is the spice. Money and yeah. spice right. and money. And Oscar Isaac says, screw the spice. I don't care. Get these men out of here. Yep. Because that's what he would do on his own planet. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, him saying this is going to run afoul with the Emperor, I'm sure. Yeah. Because Spice is the only thing he's there for. That's all he's supposed to care about, but he actually cares about the men in the crew. 
And yeah, they they have this moment where they're almost swallowed up. So Paul kind of collapses. He's having a vision. And we kind of glossed over this, but the fact that Paul is... They had a scene earlier where his mom explains that they have been carefully in her order crossing bloodlines to create this savior, basically. The one. There is a prophecy that there is going to be this individual who leads everyone out of the darkness. So again, one of those Star Wars things where I was like, Uh ah, this kind of feels like Star Wars. To bring balance to the force. Yeah, literally can travel through, like, control space and time and light and dark. the, The line is, a person powerful enough to bend space and time. Yeah. Yeah. So at the part that we're talking about, Paul's having a vision and they think he's having a reaction to breathing in all the spice and sand. Right. And he's like, no, no, I know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he can see what's happening around him and he can see the future and he keeps vi- envisioning Zendaya right. and doesn't know who she is. Right. And he keeps having visions of you know, people burning and things on fire. And sure. he doesn't know what any of it means, mm-hmm. but he he figures out that he's going to be like handed a blade and he right. sees his mother holding a baby mm-hmm. and her eyes are blue, indicating that she is one of the Fremen yep. because they have adapted to the desert and the spice. So mm-hmm. their eyes are blue. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's like all these different things. And one of the other visions that he had was about our boy Duncan Dying. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes the things he sees happen exactly the way he sees them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes in this movie they don't. Right. So he has a vision and then he's able to change it. Right. But uh, most of the stuff he dreams Mm -hmm. comes true as he dreams it. Right. Yeah. And then the end of the sequence, of course, uh, ends with the worm coming out of the ground and you it starts with just the wave right and then the ground basically turns into quicksand well and the um josh brolin i don't i don't think we ever got his name uh, he's, he's just just he's referred the old to man. as old man <laughs> he, i'm sure they say his name probably like once whatever uh but yeah josh brolin comes and rescues him like picks him up from the sand and says we gotta get the hell out of here the worm's coming and yeah the, the whole sand sequence the technology of their sand stuff is super impressive it's very very cool yeah the vibrations the vibrations basically break down the solid sand underneath you and turn it into liquid Mm -hmm. it's super cool yeah and then the entire giant piece of machinery Mm -hmm. is just swallowed up swallowed under a giant mouth with millions of teeth right <laughs> and yet yeah, that was cool so it's like here you go that's a sandworm no that's a starlight pit betsy <laughs> again do you see why i bring this up yeah there were a lot of things in here that i'm like have we just been watching dune for our entire lives i guess a a uh a uh different <laughs> 70s ripoff a loving right. ripoff maybe sure. but there's there's a lot of correlation yeah. that I'm suddenly realizing. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, no guns. Not until the end. Yeah. Not until the end. Um, but you're right. They have like this protective equipment. Yeah, that's the other thing we didn't we didn't really talk about. They have this shield, this protective personal shield yep. that goes on their arm. Little force and, field. Yeah, and it like it protects them against like 
impact. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a kinetic barrier. Because they fight with swords. Right. They have blades and Mm -hmm. swords, and that's what they use. Right. And it's supposed to protect you from, I guess whatever it happens to be mm-hmm. but it, it only does so much yeah it won't keep you from getting killed if yeah. they stick you with the pointy end you're going down <laughs> but they they make a comment like slow things actually can get in there mm-hmm. versus fast things like fast things the kinetic energy basically bounces it off sure a, a blow that's really hard yeah. is going to come flying right back off and you're not right. going to feel the impact but something slow if you're pushing it mm-hmm. will get through that barrier right and so we see that a few times and that was one of those again cool things like when you see the impact mm-hmm. it's blue there's like this blue light right. ricochet around right. the body the, yeah that's the thing actually doing its job and, yeah and ricocheting it off but the red stuff is getting through yes the red stuff is a bad hit right bad bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this is kind of the world they've been dumped on and they realize shit's fucked and then they are, are invaded yeah and they Everything is blown to hell. Mm-hmm. There's stuff coming from the sky. And this, again, it's a nighttime battle sequence. And there's this spiraling, flame-throwing explosions. It All was cool. All of those explosions looked awesome. It was very cool. And, like, the way they were, like blowing up all of those transports. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, this bomb that just kind of floats over it. And... It inv- like it's like slowing down as it's about to hit, mm-hmm. and it hits the kinetic barrier that's on it, and it ex- just explodes. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, there was there was a lot of really neat scenes, a mm-hmm. lot of cool touches. Yeah, uh, I liked the technology that it was advanced, but not too advanced. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, and there's clearly been, you know, like some assassination attempts. There's some different things. And this is just full-on war that we go into. Yeah. There's a betrayal. The doctor, the family doctor, basically, his wife is being held captive, so he sells out the whole family. Yeah, the emperor, like, takes his family hostage. The baron. So it's Stellan Skarsgård who shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, he's the baron in charge of the uh, Harkonnen. Yeah, this which was the group who that was in charge of the planet of the planet before our heroes came came yep. through. Him and, and they're him pissed. and Batista. <laughs> yeah, him and Batista. Uh, so they're pissed that they were making all this money, yeah. probably like skimming up off the top, uh, and, and and giving all giving all the rest to the emperor. But they did things really well. They were efficient. They got. They were the aggressive spice. and had no feelings. Exactly, and and they didn't give, give two shits about killing the natives. Uh, who were there. Mm-hmm. But new guy, he's not going to kill anybody. Yep. He wants to get things done the way they're supposed to be done, at, at least in his mind. So So they take out the duke. Yeah. They, but they, the doctor is not without feeling. Right. And the doctor, you know, he's doing this. He's basically selling out the duke. He was kind of blackmailed into it. Yeah. He they got his wife. Yeah. He didn't want to do it, but, you know, he's going to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, so... After they invade and they shoot him with a dart that they disables him. They basically paralyze him. Yeah. yeah. So he's alive. He's awake. He's aware. He's aware, but he can't move. He's immobile. Right. right. So he says, I'm going to put this thing in your mouth. It looks like a tooth. And if you bite down on it, it is going to release a deadly poison that will kill everybody in the room. Yep. 
Yeah. So he he says, you know, if you use your time, choose your moment wisely. Right. You'll take out the Baron and anyone else. You'll take out anybody else out there. You're gonna die, but you're gonna die anyway, buddy. Mm -hmm. You're done. So yes, he ends up doing that, but the Baron survives. The Baron survives, which again, the Baron dude is just creepy as hell. Yeah, he's bald and sweaty and floating, and he has a weird metal back and. Right, (laughs) I don't know. It's super weird. Like they don't really get into it. He's very (laughs) sci-fi. Right. (laughs) And he's he's. I don't know what his deal is. No. Clearly there's something that has happened that he has all these mechanics in his back. Yeah. And maybe in the book they give you a 24-page description. <laughs> he's Darth Vader. He's the Darth Vader of our piece. Um, he's out there doing the, the Baron's dirty work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he has an attempt on his life. The mm-hmm. Duke ends his own life yep. by doing this. Yep. But the Baron survives, we find out. Right. Meanwhile, another group of these guys took Paul and Jessica and they were going to throw them in the middle of the desert. Right. But Paul uses the voice or at least tries to, to get them to do what he wants. He's still learning Betsy. These are not the droids you're looking for. Move (laughs) along. Exactly. Move along. Little Jedi mind trick. Yeah. And he finally finds the right pitch, the right tone. And he says, ungag my mother because she could do it by herself because she's much more powerful. Mm -hmm. But her mouth is covered. Right, right. And so the guy actually, he gets it right. The guy takes her gag off. This was a cool effect when she's doing it because it's basically like six or seven voices all at once right. at different pitches and echoes. Yeah, and it's super bassy. Yeah. And it's I, loud and vibrates the whole room. Yeah. <laughs> if We saw this at home. So guys, we watched this on HBO because we have it yep. and we, we just were, we're going to watch it in our house. Uh-huh. But I could appreciate watching this on a big screen because imagine that in a surround theater right and, and that we would have, vibrate your bones and we have <laughs> sur- like our our system is very good it is surround sound we have the 5.1 setup and everything uh it it shook the room very much so on its own yes so yeah that's very impressive the sound in this movie is very impressive yep so the two of them escape she yep. she basically Jedi mind tricks them into all killing yeah. each other. But then something, I don't know what happens, something disables the ship that they're on and it lands. Yeah, I don't know if they had it pre, pre-programmed or what. I don't know. Maybe there's like a thing where only the one pilot can pilot the ship. Right. I don't know, it doesn't matter. But they get down there and they assess the equipment that they have. And eventually they get to the point where they, they have to put up a tent and they take out all their stuff and they find this wrapped up thing, which is basically the family seal. Yeah, the doctor that... smug. I They don't show how they get on yeah, this plane. Right. But my assumption is it was the doctor who ratted everybody out. Right. So he actually helped them locate their room mm-hmm. and kind of walked with them to this particular plane. Right. Because he put a pack yeah. on the plane yeah. for them to find. Right. Which included is the family seal. The, that, the ring. Yeah. yeah the, the ring that uh, the Duke was, that the Duke had. It's like the, it's his the Duke's light. ring. Yeah. It's yeah. like his birthright. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you have this ring, you are the Duke now. And now Paul's the Duke now. Right. Cause his dad died. Yeah. That makes him the Duke. <laughs> right. And at that point they know that he is dead. Yeah. Yeah. They're not stupid. They figure it out. Mm -hmm. But they're out in the middle of the desert and they basically, they have to find the Freeman. Mm -hmm. That's what they have to do. Yeah. And they're wandering around the desert. 
eventually the doctor who was there as kind of she's a liaison for the emperor mm-hmm. and duncan shows up again yep. they get rescued but they are quickly found out yeah and again this is kind of like the quick 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 slow 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 part of the movie yeah so they escape they uh, they meet up with everybody the bad guys come and get them again. Mm-hmm. They escape. Yeah. Duncan, <laughs> they crash D- their plane. Duncan, Idaho, uh, goes out in a blaze of glory. So Duncan dies. The doctor who helped them dies. Uh, they crash a plane. Well, they, they fly through uh, a oh, sandstorm. Oh, yeah, they fly through a sandstorm. That yeah. happens first. Yeah. How does that sandstorm song go? I don't have the rights for it. But you think, <laughs> look, Google it, guy, a sandstorm. <laughs> so, yeah, they he has another vision. He kind of keeps having all these visions at right. random moments. Right. But they're flying through a sandstorm trying to escape because nobody in their right mind is going to follow them in there. Mm-hmm. And he hears a voice that just basically says, let go. Kind of go with the flow. Use the force, Use Luke. the force. And he turns off all the equipment. Let and, go. And they just fly through a storm. Yeah. Whipping circles, whipping shitties for God knows how many hours. Because right. they're like sleeping and just chillaxing. Right. And eventually they rise high enough above the storm that they can fly out of it. Right. And then they crash it. But, of course, the second it hits the sand, the sandworms are coming, so they got to sprint like hell to yeah. the rocks. Yeah, find the rocks. And, once again, very cool stuff with the sandworms. Mm-hmm. Uh, then and they get very, very close to it, too. They do. As soon as it hits the 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 rocks, it just comes up. I mean, obviously, it can't see. Mm-hmm. So it just comes up, and you can see everything in that, all its glory. That was a little bit later, I think, but yes. Yeah. yeah, there's like a kind of, again, this is kind of the lull. There's a little bit of a lull here. Sure. Um, yeah, and the sandworm is just like staring them down without eyes. Mm-hmm. It's just his big mouth and then the little throat like opening and closing. Right. <laughs> this thing, this fucker's massive and this is oh, like yeah. the worm because yeah. they kind of talk about there are different worms, but this is like right. the worm. Big daddy. They all have... A name for this fucker. <laughs> I don't know because everything has weird sci-fi language. Right. Um, and there's like bagpipes and throat singing. I, I don't know. There's oh a lot yeah. going on oh in this yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we're not going to cover everything here because Again, it's, it's, it's a, a two and a half hour it's movie. It's dense and you really just need to watch it. You do. You do. But I think that this is just more of a, okay, we understand this, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, but ultimately, they find the people they're looking for. Another person we met earlier in the movie who I didn't know was in this movie, is Javier Bardem. Right. They find him right. in the desert. They basically are like, mm, no, we don't want to take you in. But then they're like, fuck that, you're taking us in. Yeah. And one guy doesn't like it, so they have to have like a fight to Ritual the death. Ritual combat. Yeah, I didn't understand this. What was the point? What it's, was his shit? Well, uh, I don't know. They don't really explain it, but a part of their religion, I guess, is, hey, I, I'm going to go against my leader because you lost to the woman. Well... If you lost to the woman, you're not you're not strong enough. You're not the leader anymore. You're not the leader anymore. I'm the leader, but you need to fight someone. I think basically if okay, now that you've said that. So she beat his mom, yep. fought Javier Bardem, yep. and she won. Yep. So that would make her the leader. She's an outsider. That mm-hmm. guy doesn't like it. Yeah. So he challenges her, but he won't fight her. Right. So she has to have a champion. Trial by combat. Trial by combat, basically, for him to become the new leader. Yeah. But, of course, Paul wins. Yeah. Uh, 
But which, which he also has a vision right before the fight, envisioning himself getting killed. Yeah, and there's a voice saying, Paul, whatever his last name is, has yeah. to die in order for so-and-so to live. Yeah, a life for a life. Yeah, and it's just this kind of... The old Paul has to die. It's a big damn metaphor for Paul has to... The boy has to die so the man can be born. Sure. Kind of a thing. Why not? Yeah. And then finally, this is the part of the movie where Zendaya, who has only been showing up in little images and Mm -hmm. visions... She's barely in the movie. And until this part, until about 10 minutes before the end of the movie, the only word she had said was Paul. And I was like, is she going to have any lines this movie? Right. But she did actually get some lines by the end. She had an actual scene with actual lines and something to do. Yeah. Which I imagine, of course, she's going to be a much, much bigger part in part two. Absolutely. Like, there's a lot of visions of them kissing, and she stabs him, and he doesn't understand it. And then there's, like, the possibility of fanatical nuts because he is the savior, and they're all going to follow him and bleed and turn the world on fire. Yeah, he has these visions of a war in his name. Yeah. Yeah. That he becomes this dark side... Right. Sith Lord. Right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I just, the longer I'm talking about it, the more I'm realizing how similar these two things kind of are. It totally is. When you break it down. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, I'm I'm into that. Obviously, we're into Star Wars. Um, I hate them. They're stupid. <laughs> Never seen them before in my life. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I'm into this insofar as I hope that they pay off all this stuff. Because they set up a lot. Yeah, so now the movie ends. They've basically been invited into the group. Into yeah. this group that is right. all in and Javier Bardem's, desert people. Javier Bardem says, you're one of us now. Yep. It's a desert people that lives underground. And there's apparently yeah. millions of them, but nobody right. ever, nobody knows how many there are. Right. They survive without being seen. They survive the fucking sandworms. Yep. And... His mom keeps saying, no, he has to get off this planet. But he says, no, this is my road. Right. My road leads into the desert. Right. And I think what she's trying to do is she wants him to parlay with the emperor mm-hmm. and just say, hey, th- I'm still, I'm the Duke now. My dad is dead. Mm-hmm. And now we want you to help us in some way. I'm not sure what her plan was there. But yeah. I think that's what she wants to do. She wants him to go to the to the emperor and say, hey, knock this off. And make peace. Yeah. Somehow. Like, he even says, he's got a bunch of daughters. I'll go marry one of his daughters. Right, yeah, Or yeah, I'll yeah. take over because they're not going to. Right. And, I didn't and really she, understand that exactly. Yeah, and, and she says, well, you're not. You're going to make a play for the throne yeah. if you do something like that. Yeah. But he has a different path in front of him, I mm-hmm. guess. So. so the next one will clearly still be on this planet. Uh-huh. Uh, I assume we will meet our faceless emperor. Mm-hmm. Batista's still alive. The Baron is still alive. He's mm-hmm. recovering. He's healing. In a, in a, in a, in a, in a tub of black goo. <laughs> oil. Yeah. He's like bathing in oil. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long we're going to have to wait for this. I don't know. But I, I, I was don't... into it. By the end, I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm into okay, this. Yeah. I'm into this. Uh, so bold predictions. So this is what I think we're going to get out of this come Oscar season. All right. I think this will absolutely be nominated for production design. Sure. I think this will be nominated for cinematography. 
sound. I, I think this will be nominated for sound. Whether th- it be mixing or editing or, or whatever both. it is. Or, or both. both. Yeah. I think this will be nominated for score. Yeah, music. Music is incredible. Yeah. But, okay, there is a genre of this kind of score that is very much the Christopher Nolan. Yes. That kind of a thing. But they do it in a unique way. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not entirely... Uh, the same, it's not entirely unique. Uh, yeah, it's, it's effective, though. It is effective, 100%. And you know what? Effective is more impressive than boring. Yeah, if it I fits into this world very well. Yes, if I couldn't summon up and describe what this music sounded like to somebody mm-hmm. outside of this movie, then you didn't do a very good job. Or yeah. it was so subtle. Like, sometimes music is really subtle and moving, mm-hmm. But it still has an impression. Sometimes it's so subtle you forget about it entirely. Sure. I, I don't remember which movie it was, but if we go and back and revisit our Oscar movies, there were a couple where I'm like, fuck, I don't remember what the mu- music was. Sure. This score stood out. Mm-hmm. I was getting really invested. Like, it was making me nervous. Right. Like, when it's supposed to feel tense, I felt tense. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was effective. I think potentially director. Potentially. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'd go so far as like screenplay, um, no, or best picture. I think no. maybe if there's not a, I don't know what the race is going to look like this year. We have no idea. It's way the too early to tell. The landscape of the best picture nominees is so broad when they can have up to ten. Yeah, this is the kind of movie Hollywood likes to nominate. Mm-hmm. So there's the a good big, chance. The big epics. They love the big epics. Yes, and. This is, if anything, going to be one that gets nominated for technical awards. It is oh, yeah. stunning. This is a stunning movie. Yeah, you're not going to get acting awards. You're not going to no. get... Um, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet I, I, is just brooding. <laughs> sure. And I don't really, I don't really think that it's going to get any kind of writing credits. It's going to be the design of the world. The and o- yeah. how, how it is when you are in that world. Yeah. I think adapted screenplay might be a stretch. But the other stuff, maybe costumes. Ah, uh, yeah. Costume design, maybe. Yeah. Because there's a lot of like stormtrooper looking guys. Yeah. And they the- like go all out. This is a world. Like there was that scene right at the beginning where yeah. they're coming to give them their charge. Yeah. And there's like 12, 20 people getting off of this mm-hmm. spaceship. Yep. And they're all like in different kinds of weird hoods and masks All their re- and regalia. they have regalia and you know his mom her dress throughout yeah. the whole movie like the right. chains and yeah, the, the sashes. chains on the, on the face and yeah the entire thing when they get onto the sand world mm-hmm. it's super cool yeah i think yeah i'm now that i'm talking about it more yeah, costumes sure. costumes sure. this is gonna get a lot of nominations there i said it <laughs> <laughs> but you know what they pulled it off. Yes. And of course, we have no reference to the books or any of the other other uh, movies or TV shows, I guess. Because, um, yeah, the, the one in 2000 was a, it was a three-part miniseries that apparently the, the fans of the books liked a lot better. I, but it had just the budget of, of a made-for-TV movie or I a made-for-TV miniseries. I could see this as a TV show. Like, there was a moment, there were a few moments in here where you could feel the Act 1 ending yeah. and Act 2 beginning. Yeah. And if you cut that up mm-hmm. and made it into a miniseries, if you had made a Game of Thrones-style mm-hmm. miniseries of Dune in 2000 yeah. and not stopped at 3, if you had done, like, 5, 6, 7... 
you know, maybe that's like the sweet spot. Yeah, but I think the, the reason why you can't do that and why Game of Thrones was different is because Game of Thrones was not done. Yeah. They, they winged it a little bit. Yeah, they very much did. Which and is they what, changed a lot of things. Yeah. Um, Dude they is... Cl- they clipped some things out, switched yeah. some characters Dune around. Dune is done and dusted. It's, it has been this story the entire time. Mm-hmm. And people have been tr- like trying to just whip it into shape, whip it into a movie that, that can be filmed and can be enjoyable yeah. for people. Instead of just text on a page. I think the people who say, oh, that can't be adapted, you are lacking in imagination. Totally. You're Yes, I think you're right. What you said at the beginning, it's all about time. You can't make a movie as epic as you want without the technology that you need to pull it off. Now it exists, mm-hmm. which is why this movie's actually good. Yeah. Versus 1984, which I haven't seen, but I'm going to guess it looks cheesy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> And I would be interested in seeing that particular adaptation just for maybe just this part of the movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would want to see the entire thing because I don't want spoilers for what happens in part two and three and whatever. Yeah. We'll watch the first half of I want to see (laughs) how David Lynch creates this world and how its characters kind of react to each other. Also, just the fascinating mind that is David Lynch. Sure. If anybody's he would have got a an, very different, if anybody's take. got an ego to say, "Yeah, I can make Dune," <laughs> it's, it's fucking David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is very different stylistically. I know a few people who have seen it, so now that I've watched this, I'm gonna have some questions. For you them. might have to ask them. Okay, what's the deal with this stuff? Don't give me any spoilers for what happens after this. I, I, but like, what's the deal? Like, right. why is that one shit? I asked somebody that question the other day, and the without going into it because I hadn't seen it and had no context, they basically said there are parts that are good, but it's it's worse when all put together. So the sum of its parts is not good. <laughs> yeah. And again, you're never going to get a big, big, big epic in less than two hours. No. You just can't do it. No, you cannot do it. If it's an epic, it's in the fucking word. Give them the five-hour movie. Who the hell cares? Might I remind you of a little thing called Lord of the Rings? Oh, God. You know, those movies are two and a half to three and a half hours on their own. The director's cut it's like three and a half, four hours. And I think most people like us will agree the extended cuts are better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It fleshes things out. It's it's a, it's so much. It's 12 it hours or whatever a of commitment. movie. Yeah. But if you want to be completely enveloped in that story and the characters, you do it. Yeah. And now that we've watched those versions every time since we've been together, I never want I can't to go, back. go back. I never want to go back no. to the originals. <laughs> <laughs> and we are overdue to watch the extended editions again. Let's do it. Oh, Betsy, we have no time. Shut up. We, we love it. We have we'll figure no it out. We have no time. But Dune. I like Dune. Yeah, I'm into this. I want to see more. I'm you've, disappointed. You've wet that it's my gonna, whistle. Yeah, you've, you've... I'm disappointed that we're going to have to wait so long. Uh, to get to get another one, but yep. you know what? I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all we have for today about 
Dune. I like the Dune. I like the the font treatment because it's just a bunch of curves. Yeah. In in that, I like that. It's abstract lettering. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. Um, but yeah. I saw I saw another meme where it was just a picture of Timothy Chalamet. I lean over to my girlfriend in the movie theater when I'm watching this trailer. That's Dune. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Idiots not invested <laughs> making funny jokes. Wait, who's doing again? That guy. I don't understand. Which one is doing? <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> no, his name's Paul. Obviously. <laughs> you idiots. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go over an email we got uh, from Stephanie about our Halloween movies. One of those. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. That I had not seen. Uh, from Stephanie about Beetlejuice. This is a great movie. So many great actors in this movie. Lots of fun scenes and weird sets and costumes. Accurate. Yeah. Not sure how they got away with a fuck in a PG rating, but the 80s were a weird time where somehow this was a kid's movie despite how pervy and creepy Beetlejuice is. Yeah, the 80s were a weird time when it came to ratings. Right, and we only in the 80s got the PG-13 rating. Which I don't think they knew how to use it at that no, time yet. No, it was still really new. Yeah. So maybe that's all it is, is they just couldn't figure out which ones should be PG and which ones should be PG-13. Yeah, what are the cutoffs? I think by today's standards, Beetlejuice would be PG if you cut a bunch of other things. You just had to cut the word. Otherwise, I, it's otherwise, a solid PG-13 to me. Yeah. Because, yeah, you can have one. You can have in one fuck in a PG-13 movie. Name me another PG movie where they use the F word. None. Exactly. None. But then again, I know of a lot of rated R movies that that's all they do is curse. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else. So There was no know. script. Just say fuck a lot. I guess. <laughs> I guess. All right, continuing on. Uh, regarding Mitch's email about cry movies, I am also getting more emotional the older I get. Fact. Uh, as a parent, I watch a lot of Pixar, which usually makes me cry. Then even the occasional horror movie will make me cry. <laughs> the last, like, 15 minutes of Train to Busan makes me cry every time, which... I've never, I don't know what that movie is, but I think you do. It's a Korean movie about zombies, I believe. It's right like then. a zombie apocalypse sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> supposed to be good. Sure. Maybe we'll get to it. Sure. Uh, love you guys from Superfan Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie, for the email. So, Betsy, that's the end of the show. And indeed it is. Until next time, if you want to tell us who you think Dune is. <laughs> Which one do you think Dune is? <laughs> Which Dune do you like? Have you seen the 1984 Dune? Have you seen the 2000 miniseries? Yeah. Do is you, it rubbish? Do you like David Lynch? Have you read the book? Right. Don't spoil anything, <laughs> please. But What other sci-fi epics do you enjoy? Or what other sci-fi epic books do you want to have turned into a... Oh, I don't know, three movie series, trilogy saga. type thing, saga, thank you. Yeah, email us, never seen it pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, never seen it underscore pod. And if you wish, if you want, if you desire to give us all of your money, <laughs> please don't. You need that to live. <laughs> but if you wish to give us a portion of that, click the link in the podcast description. Email us and you can ask for our Venmo. Whatever you want to do is fine by us. It's 
all cool. But yeah, Betsy, that's the end of the show. This has been Never Seen It. We'll catch you next time with another episode. My name's Trent. My name is Betsy. Bye-bye. Bye.